1: Start off a new week here on the morning after on a Monday live on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for the Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius XM and all across the Spiz Grizz network as well. I am Ben Stevens. It was a huge weekend in the world of sports. So much was going on, a championship weekend. Full of postseason action as well. We recap it here to start off this first hour, but we're getting into the summer months, the dog days of summer, which means a couple of things. One of that being football is on the horizon, because by the time you get in the summer, you got to look at your future bets. You got to make sure you know where you're going in terms of the NFL and the college ranks as well. Football futures and finding the value in this second hour, but we focus also on the present. A big Monday to start off your new week. Time to cash some tickets. Tom Becchio's prop perspective and our sportsbook conciliary. Our advisor, Dave Sharapan, a former odds maker, help us throughout this second hour as well. Let's start in the NHL. Puck talk on this Monday morning with me, Ben Stevens. Looking back on last night, the battle for Alberta never disappoints. Game number three last night in Edmonton between the Oilers and the Calgary Flames, and it's Edmonton picking up the win in a 2-1 series advantage. The Oilers winning 4-1 over the Flames last night. A slight home favorite on home ice at minus 118 is the price the Oilers went off on that money line. A total of 7. Stays under. That total was up there, but rightfully so. There were 15 goals scored combined in game number one, eight in game two, the first under of the series caches as well. And now Edmonton jumps to the series favorite outright against their foes from the same province in Canada at minus 188. And they are a slight favorite in game number four at minus 113 on the money line we're reaching the point by the way of these series now in the conference semis in the stanley cup playoffs where you can find some value as we go back and forth in the series prices based on what the other odds are telling you so edmonton's only a slight minus 113 home favorite in game number four they have a 2-1 series lead both six and seven games for the series total games market is plus 135 for this battle of alberta series So Calgary at plus 155 in the series price might present some value. But both these teams are trying to catch the Colorado Avalanche. The Avs up 2-1 in their series against the St. Louis Blues. They are a minus 160 favorite, are the Avalanche, to win the Western Conference. Heavy minus money pricing there to win the conference outright. Minus 800 in the series favorite price against the Blues. And a minus 166 road favorite tonight in st louis in game number four again the avalanche a 2-1 series lead as we flip it over to the eastern conference the rangers score a goal in each period yesterday to win game number three to get their first win in their eastern conference semifinal series against the Carolina Hurricanes. Not far away from us here in Midtown Manhattan, back inside the Garden, the Rangers win 3-1 over the Canes. Their first win in the series, a total stays under for a third straight game. Scoring has been at a premium between Carolina and New York so far, but the Hurricanes still remain a big series favorite, minus 350, but the Rangers are a slight home favorite tomorrow as of right now for game number four at MSG, at minus 115 that total five goals reflects the series we have seen so far a welcome to our sports grid radio audience here the second hour of the morning after live here on a monday on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well i am ben stevens we focus on the stanley cup playoffs a championship weekend in the world of sports the conference semifinals in the east and the western conferences in the nhl as we stay in the east the two time reigning stanley cup champions the tampa bay lightning were booked as a series underdog in their in-state showdown against the president cup winners in the Florida Panthers. The President's Cup goes to the team that has the best regular season record, the most points accrued in a regular season. But it's Tampa in the postseason that knows what it is doing. A 3-0 series lead over the Panthers, a chance for a sweep tonight. Tampa, a minus-122 favorite on that money line price on home ice against the Panthers this evening. And the series price is much larger than that number. Minus 1,800 as a series outright favorite. Here's one thing you should know, though, about value at this point. Tampa's not a resounding favorite in game number four tonight at minus 122. Five games in the series total games market between the Panthers and the Lightning and the Lightning, excuse me, is plus 320. That's huge value if you think Florida can win tonight. They're plus 102 as a Moneyline underdog. They are plus 320, for this series to go five. The Panthers are probably going to be a favorite in game five if it gets to that point back in sunrise against the Lightning. If that's the case, maybe you take plus 490 in the six games market right now for the series total games, and you find tons of value where you're reaching that point in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Again, Tampa looking for a sweep to head back to the Eastern Conference Finals for a third straight year in their hunt for a third straight Stanley Cup cup that is where things stand right now but the lightning have an opportunity to close this series out minus 122 the money line favorite price for a team that's minus 1800 in that series outright price as well there's so much to get to we'll continue going through this championship weekend that was in the world of sports up next a pga championship in the second leg of the triple crown stay with us here on sportsbook A championship weekend in the world of sports to review. Live right here to start off a new week on the morning after, on this Monday, all across the grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. 71 holes of a major championship in golf is not enough. You need all 72. Mito Pereira knows that very well now on this Monday, following Sunday at the 2022 pga championship the agony of defeat and the triumph of a come from behind victory on full display at southern hills country club in tulsa yesterday mito Pereira stepped onto the 72nd tee the 18th hole at southern hills with a one stroke lead all he had to do was par and he would win his first major championship as a 27 year old rookie on the pga tour he hit one of the worst drives probably of his career into the creek He doubles. He doesn't even make a playoff that featured Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris, And it's JT winning his second PGA championship in his career. Justin Thomas, your champion at Southern Hills yesterday, emerging in that playoff over Willie Z, a masterful display each and every moment when JT needed it down the stretch, relying on that major championship experience. Justin Thomas entered Sunday at one under par for the tournament. He was eight strokes back from Mito Pereira when they teed off on Sunday. Mito Pereira entered with a three shot victory in that final round at nine under. JT comes back from eight down to win the 2022 PGA Championship, the second major in golf this year. Justin Thomas was one of the favorites entering the week. 19 to one was that number around in which he closed at the price, some of the best Five odds in the field. But when he entered yesterday, especially in the early going and was back by eight before he stormed back later on in that fourth and final round, he was plus 900. You could have found tons of value for JT, even as he closed in down the stretch. So, Justin Thomas, your 2022. PGA Championship winner, taking his second in his career at the PGA in the second major this year in the world of golf. Mito Pereira will learn from this experience, no doubt. And kudos to him speaking with CBS following that meltdown on 18, showing some true class and resolve. He will be back, but Justin Thomas, one of the best players in the world in the entirety of the sport of golf, wins his second PGA Championship yesterday at southern hills so as we go from one championship the second major of the year in golf to another the second leg of the triple crown the preakness stakes on saturday evening at pimlico in baltimore and it's early voting who gets the win in the second leg of the triple crown going off at six to one around that price and cashing a big win ticket early voting your winner at the preakness it lost a little bit of luster with rich strike the long shot in the kentucky derby not running in this race epicenter was the favorite by the time they posted on saturday evening and for the second straight leg in the second leg of the triple crown epicenter finishes runner up but it's early voting at six to one who cashes your ticket as the winner of the preakness stakes on saturday evening so that's championship weekend in the world of sports but there's tons of time now as we enter the summer months it's memorial day weekend coming up in just a couple of days the unofficial start to summer, which gives us some time to sit back reset as leagues come to an end and we can look at a league that will soon begin. College football is on the horizon under a hundred days until a new college football campaign and there has been tons happening in the college football landscape over the past few days. Of course, we ended out last week with all the drama in the SEC, a war of words between Jimbo Fisher of Texas A&M and his former boss nick saban the head coach of course at alabama but snuck under the rug on thursday as all of that was happening was one of the biggest transfers we have seen in this offseason that has been a figurehead in terms of the debate between the transfer portal and nil in college football right now jordan addison making it official the former wide receiver for pittsburgh now takes his talents to southern california to be coached by lincoln riley in the offense with a quarterback of caleb williams jordan addison transferring to usc late last week this was speculated this was reported and now made official for jordan addison the blitnikoff award winner last year that is the best wide receiver in all of college football now goes and joins a very potent potential offense for the trojans caleb williams the transfer quarterback from oklahoma following his head coach And Lincoln Riley, Travis Dye, one of the most outstanding running backs in this conference last year at Oregon, now at USC. And you can see this all reflected in the odds for the Trojans right now. A team win total for USC at 9.5 with the over at minus 160. An expectation based on the odds for the Trojans to win at least 10 games next year in this college football campaign a usc team that was four and eight a season ago straight up in four and eight against the number but very few programs in all of college football have attacked the transfer portal with as much ferocity as lincoln riley and the trojans and he had to do that this offseason because The roster was a shell of itself ending last year in 2021 after Clay Helton was fired very early on a season ago. Of course, you get one of the best young coaches in all of college football with Lincoln Riley. Now the head man in Southern California, he revamps the roster and it's reflected from that odds perspective, not only a nine and a half team win total, but plus 140 to win the conference. We'll focus on that in just a moment in 25 to one right now, win a college football playoff national championship the fifth best odds in the entirety of cfb 40 to 1 was the price on usc just about a month ago 30 to 1 was the price just about a week ago but the public perception of what the trojans might be able to do this year have moved this number now to 25 to 1 the fifth best odds in all of college football and focus on that plus 140 price to win the pac 12 they are the favorites right now is USC to win the Conference of Champions. And of course, the Pac-12 making some more news last week as well. We told you getting rid of divisions. And after that move to get rid of divisions in this conference, USC became the favorite because it seems most of the talent in this conference resides in the former South Division, USC, UCLA, and Utah. Oregon was the favorite before the Pac-12 got rid of divisions because the Pac-12 North was a much easier side in this league but now Oregon the second best odds behind USC who is the favorite at plus 140. I will not be spending my hard-earned money on the Trojans still way too much to be desired and too much unproven in my mind I think it's a lot of public love for USC we'll see if they can actually make good on that idea of promise this upcoming year my money's going on Utah at four to one. To win the Pac-12 championship. But it's not just the futures market in college football. It's also in the NFL. And we have seen some news and notes over the weekend. Jadavion Clowney re-signing a one-year deal to come back to the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns have a lot of this idea of promise as well in the futures market. As we get ready for the 2022 NFL campaign. The Cleveland Browns right now tied for the favored price to win the AFC North Division at plus 200 alongside the Baltimore Ravens. But we also had more news last week in the NFL. The league itself would be meeting with Cleveland's new quarterback in Deshaun Watson in Texas. Nothing has been ruled yet for Deshaun Watson and his eligibility moving forward next year in the NFL. No criminal charges brought against Deshaun Watson for possible sexual misconduct but still 22 civil lawsuits so might the code of ethics the personal conduct policy in the nfl keep deshaun Watson sidelined for a little bit when you look at week number one in the spread right now for the panthers and the browns cleveland's season opener it's only four points against the carolina panthers only a four point favorite spread for cleveland that would seem to say to me there's still some, uh, still some question marks around Deshaun Watson's availability early next year in the NFL. Plenty to get to from a futures perspective, but we focus on this Monday up next on The Grid. there is an nba eastern conference finals game game number four in boston there's nhl stanley cup action in the postseason as well and of course the daily grind in the major league baseball campaign continues on this monday slate with a couple of gems to preview as well when you have all of that going on who can you rely on for us that's FanDuel's tom vecchio welcome back to the morning after on this monday live here on sports grid i'm ben stevens and that is tom vecchio from fanduel the prop perspective coming your way tom thank you for joining us as always on this monday for a full slate you are a jack of all trades the home run prop king we will get to it all here on this monday on the morning after
2: thanks for having me yeah we have a loaded slate of games a lot of important uh, playoff games for both the nba and the nhl a full slate of mlb i'm ready to go
1: We are ready to go as well. We begin in game number four tonight in Boston. Inside TD Garden, this line has been moving ever so slightly each and every way. Right now, it's live at six and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics against Miami in game number four tonight. If it stays at six and a half, Tom, It would be the largest spread in favor of the C's throughout the entirety of this postseason run. Is the spread too big at six and a half points?
2: I think it is, especially given the fact of what we saw in the most recent game. Uh, You know, Celtics did not look good. Tatum didn't have a good game. Brown had an immense Mm. game. Al Horford looked good. It was mostly concerning for me given the fact that in the second half, Jimmy Butler didn't play for the Heat. And the Celtics, they got it close at the end of the game, Uh, But overall, that's kind of a game that they need to come away with at home for an entire half with the Heat not having their best player. So I think six and a half is a bit much. You know, Marcus Smart is really banged up. He's seemingly leaving every other game. Uh, So this is a little bit much for me. If it gets, you know, this is a spot that I ultimately would want to bet now before we get the official confirmation that Jimmy Butler is ruled in. There's reports that he's on track to play. He's expected to play all those sorts of things. So I would actually bet the Heat now hoping that it, it, the line uh, shrinks a little bit when he actually gets ruled in.
1: Tons of questionables listed right now across the board, really on both sides for game number four tonight. Marcus Smart now dealing with that ankle injury, miraculously coming back to end out game number three. Jason Tatum apparently dealing with a shoulder issue as well. Jimmy Butler did not play the entirety of of the second half for Miami on Saturday evening and Kyle Lowry made his first appearance in the Eastern Conference Finals in game three as well 11.6 assists in 29 minutes Tom when there's so much up in the air from a health perspective tonight how do you evaluate the prop market
2: well, I would stick immediately with the players that are healthy, like Jalen Brown, who looked phenomenal in the most recent game. Al Horford, who I want to say has been sneaky, one of their most consistent players throughout the entirety of the postseason. You know, pushing towards a double double almost every single game. Uh, you could also look to Bam bio who had a huge game the other night. You look to Tyler Hero, some of the secondary options, who would be the primary options if the you know the health of the other players is not fully confirmed or not ready to go uh, come game time. So. Al Horford, I want to say, is probably one of my favorite players outside of uh, Tatum tonight for any prop market.
1: Al Horford, 20 points, 14 boards in game number three. We showed you the numbers for Jalen Brown, 40 points on 14 of 20 shooting on Saturday night. His points prop tonight, 24 and a half, 40 points in game three, 24 each in games one and two, but it's a big game right now in game number four for boston they don't want to go back to miami with an opportunity for the heat to close out this series they're expected to win they're a six and a half point favorite at home tonight so when it's a big game tom we look to the prop market in every single facet in an area you love to look points plus rebounds plus assists some of the numbers on the biggest stars for tonight's game who catches your eye the most
2: I'm going with Jason Tatum. The over on 39.5 PR8 tonight. It's only sitting at minus 108. Uh, as I said, last game wasn't great for him. Only 10 points, three of 14 from the field. You know, especially in the second half. Like I said, no Jimmy Butler. He didn't play at all. Victor Oladipo started the second half in his spot. He also kind of had a down performance uh, only one time against the Bucs and he bounced back in a big way, uh, finishing with 30, 13 and five in game four against the Bucs after only 10 points in game three as well. So maybe it's just a a game three thing for Jason Tatum. But in reality, they need him to step up if they're going to be winning this game or the series overall. As I've said many times before, I've had a future on the Celtics for uh, since back in March to win the Eastern Conference. So I, I'm rolling with Tatum. I guess I'm going to be going down with the ship if they don't lose. Uh, if they lose this game, they're not able to win it. But I'm rolling with Tatum on the over. He's still going to have that high volume of shots. He's still going to be playing plenty of minutes. He can fill up the stat sheet, and they need him to get it done if they're looking to extend the series.
1: 10 points in game number three dealing with that shoulder issue tying his lowest performance of this postseason he also had 10 in game number three against milwaukee that was a loss but we can expect a bounce back performance and as tom laid out right there they'll need a bounce back performance from jason tatum if they are going to win tonight at home a six and a half point favorite is where it stands right now for the celtics in the heat in game number four in boston tonight from the eastern conference playoffs in the nba the eastern conference semifinals in the nhl tom a team you know well the tampa bay lightning up 3-0 in their series against the florida panthers an opportunity for a sweep tonight on home ice to send tampa back to its third straight stanley cup final in which the previous two the lightning have emerged victorious what can we expect game number four with tampa looking to close out a sweep tonight against florida
2: yeah, so this is, first of all, they're playing on a back-to-back. They played yesterday, which is a yeah. little bit interesting when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, for me, it comes down to the Lightning just being the better team. Uh, I want to say they almost like lulled everyone to a sense of confidence that they were only the third seed this year after being so dominant the past two years. But there's a chance for the Lightning to uh, sweep the series and then get a ton of rest because the Rangers in Carolina, that series is probably going to go about six games. They play on Tuesday. That means they play on Thursday and then potentially Saturday. So if the Lightning can close out this game, they're going to be getting five, six days of rest before the next round starts against the winner of the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Uh, I think there's just like blood in the water for Tampa Bay right now. Florida looks absolutely defeated. They are horrible on the power play. The league's best offense in the regular season has absolutely wilted when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky has not looked good at some point. I, I assume that they might want to consider starting Spencer Knight, their backup goalie, uh, just because they need to mix things up in any capacity. The offense is not there. Uh, In closeout games for Tampa Bay over the past few seasons, their goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, has been unbelievable. So it's all about Tampa Bay tonight. I would go to the money line. I would actually look to them in regulation. I think it's sitting at plus 130. And for a team like Tampa Bay on home ice with Vasilevsky at net, plus 130 to win is a line we legitimately never see. I'm not
1: quite sure what the exact stats are on Andre Vasilevsky in closeout games for Tampa on these postseason runs where they have won two straight Stanley Cups. But they are phenomenal, and Tampa has an opportunity to do that tonight. Close out this series in just four games against their in-state foes in the Florida Panthers. And because of that, Tampa has flipped to minus money in the Eastern Conference at minus 115 to win this conference and head back to a Stanley Cup final. That is where it stands for the Lightning tonight. But Tom doesn't just stop in the NBA or the NHL in the postseason. It's also the regular season in Major League Baseball and an opportunity to find some profits on this Monday slate. Tom, two teams that desperately need to start winning baseball games to keep pace in the National League East with the Mets, especially when New York is shorthanded in their pitching rotation, both the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. They match up in a series starting today in Atlanta. The Braves actually a home underdog against Philly because Zach Wheeler, the better of the two pitchers on the bump, for the Phil's what's the approach to this matchup between Philly and Atlanta.
2: Uh, For me that's going to Wheeler and his strikeout prop which is only sitting at six and a half minus 108 on the over Uh, I would also consider looking to eight plus strikeouts his alt line which is sitting at plus 186. Uh, This year, he comes in with a very solid 25.9% strikeout rate this season, which is a little bit lower compared to what he saw last year, what he posted last year at 29.1%. So hopefully pushing it uh, a little bit higher as the year goes on. He's got a solid 12.3% swing strike rate going up against the Braves. They have a 25.3% strikeout rate versus right-handed pitching, which is the second worst in the league this year. We look to Wheeler. He has seven strikeouts and four straight starts, including nine in his most recent start. He's been one of the best pitchers of the league over the past few seasons. So I like the over at very, very little juice, along with looking to that alternate strikeout line at eight plus for plus plus one eighty six. He's just been super consistent as of late.
1: I think it's a great look and a great number, a rather surprising number, honestly, on Zach Wheeler, because normally you would expect that to be slightly sharper, maybe up to seven and a half. A K prop? And then a home run prop for the home run prop king from Tom Vecchio here. Who is the player you are targeting tonight? And why does the matchup potentially, Tom, favor a long ball?
2: So that would be your Don Alvarez, the power hitter from the Houston Astros. He's sitting at plus 290. I also have interest in Kyle Tucker, who's sitting at plus 400. Now, the matchup for the Astros tonight is right now it's up in the air. And it could be Tristan McKenzie for the Cleveland Guardians, or it could be Zach Mm -hmm. Plezak. I almost want to say it doesn't matter who starts because this year, please, Zach, is allowing 1.96 home runs per nine to left-handed hitters. He's got a 5.66 XFIP, and he's allowing a 46% fly ball rate. He's not good against lefties. Tristan McKenzie this year is okay versus lefties, but I think he's due for some serious negative regression. Uh, This year, he's allowing no home runs per nine to lefties, has yet to allow them, and has a 52.9% fly ball rate. Last year, he allowed 1.28 home runs per night to lefties and had a 42% fly ball rate. So he's allowing more fly balls this year, but the home runs aren't coming yet. So whether it's Plezak or McKenzie, I'm looking to Alvarez and Tucker, the lefties from the Houston Astros tonight.
1: How about a prop perspective on your Monday from FanDuel's Tom Vecchio? a prop for the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Things to look out for in the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers game in the NHL postseason and two Major League Baseball props, a K prop for Zach Wheeler and a home run prop for Jordan Alvarez from the home run prop king himself. Tom, as always, we appreciate the perspective and the prop plays for this Monday.
2: Thanks for having me, I'll see you next week.
1: We will see you next week, indeed. Coming up next, a former odds maker perspective on what is going on in the sports landscape, our sportsbook conciliary Dave Sherpan joins the show next back right here on the morning after on sports grid live on this monday to start off a new week all across the grid and Sirius xm channel 159 i am ben stevens now very pleased to welcome on our sportsbook conciliary dave sharapan may is the month of championships and playoffs where we need that advice we need that insight we need that expertise from a former odds maker to make sense Of it all. So share a pan. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh. And it's great to have you here on a Monday morning on the grid.
3: Uh, It's good to be here, Benjamin, as far as uh, insight and knowledge and things like that. I believe it was a week ago where I came on here and said, I thought Dallas had a chance. And I thought the series Mm -hmm. would be competitive. Couldn't have been more wrong about that one, Ben. Um, Don't know. The only question left now is not if, but when Golden State will win and whether it will be a sweep or not. And um, I can't believe that Dallas would be even favored again, but they are.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, it's nighttime in Pittsburgh. It's almost nighttime for the Dallas Mavericks entire season in postseason run. And Dave, I want to ask you about the line for yesterday because the Mavericks entered as a three-point favorite. Game number three, now or never intensity, have to show some resolve back on your own home floor, and they lose outright with the Warriors winning outright as a dog, 109-100. to 100. So when you set that line at three points in favor of Dallas, is that three-point spread just the idea of, all right, it's time to put up or shut up for Dallas because if they go down 3 nothing, series is pretty much over. Is that what goes on in the risk group?
3: Well, what goes on is that you put it at 1.5 or maybe mm-hmm. even 2, seeing what the market will bear, and every sharp guy in the world that bets bets Dallas in that situation. They bet the home team. Now, game three all-in, you know, bad guy plays,
2: yeah. that's
3: a very – that's historic, especially when a team is down 0-2 and they're going home, but they were competitive. I mean, don't forget Dallas had a 23-point or 19-point lead in that game and lost. So you figure them to come home and get the win in game three. It worked in hockey. The Rangers went home and won. Edmonton went home and won. Tampa, up 2-0, went home and won. So the game three play came in in the NHL, didn't come in in the basketball. But that line opened up one and a half two and got pushed to three because the books thought they had everybody that was betting Golden State and taking Golden State on the money line, you know, quote, unquote, the public. The public is laughing today because they all cashed.
1: Yeah, yeah, they all cashed, and they all felt pretty good about it. So when you look at that, Dave for game number four tomorrow night. You mentioned, how is Dallas a favorite? Well, they're only a one-point favorite on the spread, and that money line is darn near the same exact thing. Golden State at minus 104, the Mavs at minus 112, the Warriors in the series outright price minus 10,000. Which line, Dave, to you says more about game four, the series outright price, or just that small distinction in the money line? Um, well, I mean,
3: who wants to lay 10,000 on anything you you can get better interest at the bank or at a, at a credit union right now than you can on that, but that's good. I mean, like they're going to win this series. It's just a matter of it's in four or five. There's no, I don't think, uh, Dallas has a chance. Game four is interesting because it is hard to sweep and you look at it. And, I mean, from the book's perspective, you're hoping that the the play is Dallas again if you like Golden State. Yep. But you can put it at this number and, again, let them tell you because you know that the bad guys are going to bet. If you make Golden State minus one or minus two, they're going to come all in on Dallas. Now, at least on Dallas minus one, they either may not bet it or that if they bet Golden State, now you know. And you'll see this thing – Tomorrow, Ben, this thing could be Golden State minus two and a half, very easily.
1: Mm -hmm. That was going to be my question. Where might that line go? And there is a potential, I would agree, Dave, by the time we get to game number four and the focus on the West tomorrow for the line to flip, and maybe even the Warriors, a road favorite. It was only game three for Golden State last night in Dallas. It was the first time all postseason for Golden State. They were booked as an underdog. So it's not surprising if they end up as a road favorite with an opportunity to pull off the sweep in the Western Conference Finals. Dave, you have told us as an odds maker, the fun is getting to set the series prices and getting to set the big picture prices as it stands in a postseason on a daily basis. And now Golden State up three games to none with an opportunity for a sweep tomorrow night is an odds on minus money favorite to win the nba championship at minus 155 but my interest is in the two teams from the east miami plus 340 the second best price boston plus 350 only 10 cents behind or plus 330 and plus 340 as these odds moving slightly this morning so dave you see those numbers there what goes into evaluating a championship series with still a few more games to go in the conference finals? It tells me that the, the oddsmakers are saying that
3: the Warriors are minus-155 or minus-160 favorite to open right now, today, mm. over either team, and they see the other two teams as the same. The Heat and the Celtics are the, exactly the same minuscule difference right now between those two teams. That perception may change as this series goes on, and I still think we're in for a longer series. I mean, it's 2-1. I think it's going 6 or 7. So um, you might see some slight adjustment, but I think what you can be able to infer is that you'll be able to see what the books think of golden state as this other series goes on because if this gets adjusted down you're thinking all right the the eastern conference team has a chance if you're seeing this thing go up and we see warriors minus 200 that's the odds telling you golden state's going to be a significant favorite against either one of these teams or something happens you know tatum goes down and doesn't get right back up or Brown gets knocked out. Something happens. The Heat win, but Butler's not there. The price is going to change. You'll see that reflected in this market the rest of the way.
1: I think it's a great point because it's very, very clear how close this Eastern Conference Finals is because Miami's Only a minus 125 series outright favorite despite a 2-1 series lead winning one of those games on the road. And you see where Golden State stacks up in relative comparison as of right now. All of that insight and advice coming from our advisor, our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan. Game number four tonight, Dave. Inside TD Garden, it was six and a half points in Boston's favor entering the weekend. Saturday game number three. Line works down slightly, closes around five and a half, still in favor of the Celtics. Miami wins outright by six as a five and a half point underdog. If the six and a half stands for tonight, it would be the largest spread in Boston's favor all playoffs long. I ask you a simple question. Is the spread too big?
3: No, not for the situation. It's not. And the Jimmy Butler injury question is the first thing that has to be addressed. It has to be this number. Now, seven is the line of demarcation in the NBA. Historically, from being in the book, seven is the number that the game falls on the most. Seven is the number that the bad guys look to take as soon as they see it because this is the dribble out. When they're up six, there's no foul. It's fall seven. When it's seven, there's definitely a dribble out, and there's no more fouling. So they, they want to take the points. Um, last game the line came down, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if it's coming down today. I think mm. they're going to wait. They're playing a game of chicken. I think right now all of the sixes, six and a halfs are gone. It's it's pretty much painted six this morning. You know, at least in the books here in Vegas. So now, is it going to drop below that? I don't think so. I think we're going to see six and just sit there. Books are going to be okay, needing either side of this game. They're going to probably need, surprisingly, they might need the favorite, Ben. They might need the favorite. Miami may actually be the choice in this game. You see the way they're playing defense. They
1: may be. The, they may be. The, they may be the better's choice tonight. And I think that uncertainty around maybe even the book needing the home favorite in game number four shows how competitive this series is going to be. The most likely outcome for the duration in the total games market is seven. It's even money at plus 100. As we look at the correct score, and again, how close that difference is in the series outright price, the heat to win in seven, the most likely outcome at plus 270. But only 10 cents away from that is Boston back home in game number six at plus 280. That would be three straight wins out of the Celtics, and that's still a possibility, followed by Boston in seven at plus 300. Dave, all three of those options within 30 cents of each other, what do those plus money prices tell you? That nobody knows,
3: squad douche. That's what it tells (laughs) me right now. This is so (laughs) close that, that I think... You're going to see those prices. Watch what happens if Boston wins this game tonight Mm. uh, to those prices right there. The Heat 4-3 will drop significantly because that will be the – it already is the most likely outcome, but now it guarantees it's a six-game series. So the 4-1 comes off, and now you get the 4-2 options and the 4-3 options. The Heat 4-3 home team winning a game seven in the NBA, historically a huge favorite. That plus t- 270 with a Celtics win tonight disappears, drops in half after tonight.
1: Great point. And that's how the odds will move based on the series prices based on one outcome. And it's a great market to pay attention to and tons of value throughout the postseason. The same can be said from the NBA into the NHL. Although I don't think there's a lot of value in Colorado and <laughs> St. Louis's Western conference semifinal, the Avs up, to in the series, and a minus-166 away favorite tonight. Dave, your prediction for the Avalanche and the Blues this evening? No Bennington,
3: no chance for the Blues. I mean, in the series. They may win one more game, and it's likely tonight. But, man, it's just, they were so right there. And, I mean, they just couldn't, just didn't have enough. So... I mean, you want to talk about Western Conference odds. I mean, it's a good price to actually lay the Avalanche because if you're watching the other series, the Flames and the, and the Oilers, I don't think you can tell who's going to win that. That feels like that may go seven. That is some crazy hockey. The Avalanche feel like a more buttoned-up team, and I know some people yeah. that have already bet them at that market. Yeah. Ben, I think you could take a shot with the exact result in the Stanley Cup market. Pick the avalanche over who you think will be the Eastern Conference winner. Those odds are like plus $5 over the hur- or over the lightning and plus $8 over the hurricanes. I think those two teams, not that this year Rangers or New York's Rangers or anything like that, Bocce's listening. I know he's mad. I know he thinks <laughs> Rangers are going to win the cup.
1: They're not winning the cup, Bocce. I'm just telling you right now. I think Bocce's more an Isles guy, but I think you bring up a great point. The minus 160 in the West, I think the Avs are going to be a bigger favorite in whatever series they take on in the conference finals. Dave, so much that you gave us today. Thank you very much. Up more. Thank you. Good morning after next each and every game day the lines are moving both from a spread perspective and also in the prop market so as we round out this monday live right here on sports grid in the morning after in sirius xm channel 159 all across the sports grid network as well we have a lot to get to for game number four in boston tonight between the celtics and the miami heat i am ben stevens thank you so much for joining us here to start off your new week here on TMA so we have talked about some line movement from that spread tonight in Boston right now it's live at six and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook in favor of the C's. we have seen it get all the way up to seven drop all the way down to six now seems like it's right in that sweet spot at six and a half again it would be the largest spread in Boston's favor if it stays there but also movement in the prop market And that's where we end out this show. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for an NBA playoff Eastern Conference Finals Best Bet. It is time for Bye, Bye, Bye. (laughs) Jalen Brown put up 40 points in game number three inside TD Garden, On Saturday night 40 points 14 of 20 from the field yes albeit in a losing effort but still an incredibly efficient offensive night from Jalen Brown but he also had nine rebounds in fact he is averaging nine rebounds in this series against the Miami Heat he has had nine rebounds in game number three he had 10 rebounds earlier in this series and of course he had eight as well he is averaging nine in this series just over seven throughout this entire postseason run for the Boston Celtics his rebounds prop is also on the move last night at six and a half the over at minus 126 I jumped in because he's gone over in all three games and went over that number in four of the seven against Milwaukee but now it's up to seven and a half in the over is plus money do i love it at seven and a half mm. if you get down to six and a half take it there or maybe Marcus smart and his assist prop at six and a half as well the morning after each and every weekday on sports great 9 a.m eastern is the start time i'm ben stevens and we'll talk tomorrow